Hello and welcome to the Free Hit Podcast brought to you by Oxford Cricket. I'm your guest host today, Wes Slurman, third year sports journalist at Solent University. And on today's show, we have the two who I, uh, <laughs> who I call Dastardly and Muttley uh, in, in my uh, email and they're shaking their heads at me now. Uh, we have uh, Daryl Woods and Kieran Bushnell. These two have uh, brought about the uh, the master cricketer phenomenon that started all the way back uh, in March and is still going and uh, we're here to find out more. So we welcome Daryl and Kieran to the show. Good morning. Hi, Wes. And I'm uh, going to start off uh, just by asking, have you ever played at Great and Little Chew? <laughs> <laughs> so that's Strangely a... <laughs> enough, I have played at Great and Little Chew. It's called so Rome, though. Scored runs. I, I, it was one of my favourite grounds to play at, actually. I, I always seem to get runs there. So, yeah, I, I've always enjoyed a little visit up to, to Great and Little Chew. What's behind that that sort of first question that, that you asked? It's become a bit of a staple now on the show, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Dave Freeman was probably the first person that came on and asked a question in our, in our first episode. And we thought, well, we've just got to keep ask, asking it. And it's now become a sort of catchphrase of the show. So uh, I, I think all the legends we've had on lately, they, they've said, where? <laughs> but so they haven't played there. So we, we haven't had somebody who's played at Chew for, for some time now. And um, for those who might not know what, what the Mars Cricketer is, uh, tell us a bit more about it, what it's all about and what sort of happens in the show. Yeah, I'll probably start off by saying it was a situation, my wife was actually on a, a YouTube program called The Masked Reseller. And she was only the second person to go on it. So it was a, a lady called Carla Jenkins that had set that up uh, and done it. She, she's since stopped actually, strangely enough. But um, I'd, I'd seen The Masked Singer and I thought how brilliantly rubbish that was. And I thought, why, why, can't, why can't we do this for cricket? This, this has got to be a goer. So that's where it sort of came from. So I can't really hand on heart say it was totally my idea because I nicked it. Um, but I thought we'd do it uh, cricket specific. And uh, I have to say, little did I know when I, I got young George Tate to be our first mass cricketer that we, 21 episodes later, we would have had the legends of, you know, David Gower, Mike Gatting, Andy Caddick, Andrew Strauss, etc. actually on the show. It's, it's been an amazing run. <laughs> How we keep going, I have no idea. Uh, but uh, we, we're having great fun with it, I have to say. And um, something else that, that brings the fun of it is your costumes, Daryl. <laughs> What's the reasoning behind turning up as, as H-Dog, a pilot and a Viking? Who comes up with the idea? Does Kieran have much input in that? Kieran has no idea what I'm going to be wearing each week. I keep it a secret from even him just for, for his reaction, actually. His reaction each week is priceless. So it's always good to, to see, see what happens there. But no, I mean, I, I'm quite sensible first, first episode. I was in, you know, tuxedo, really, sort of James Bond-esque, um, trying to be a you know, proper host. And then second week, I was sort of peaky blinders. So I'd gone a little bit darker. Uh, and then I thought, I've got to keep this up. I've got to keep wearing something a bit silly. And uh, I can safely say it's got sillier and sillier as the as the episodes have gone on. But uh, I've spent a 
small fortune on fancy dress outfits. I, I really need somebody to sponsor me. So if there's anybody out there who can sponsor me, please do so. Get in contact because I'm running out of ideas and running out of uh, outfits. Uh, going to, to Kieran, um, obviously the masked cricketer um, is, is for a great cause, uh, the Lord's Taverners. How, how does the masked cricketer sort of help with, with the Lord's Taverners and on Oxford Disability Cricket? Yeah, thanks, Wes. So um, it, it wasn't initially something that we, or Daryl particularly, um, set up with, with that charity in mind. Um, however, um, last year at the um, Oxfordshire Presentations Awards at Wormsley, Daryl and I um, met uh, George Hiley, who is um, one of Oxfordshire's disability cricketers. And, and the second we met him, both of us, we were just blown away with his with his smile, his inspiration, the, the fact that he just, you know, he, he has challenges in life, but he, he ignores the challenges and he gets on with his life. And, and he, he's involved in cricket so heavily and uh, he coaches cricket. He works with uh, Dick Giles, who's the head of Oxford Disability Cricket. And, uh, and it was just an inspiration to meet him and just to meet somebody that, that has challenges in life, but addresses them in the way that he does and, and just has a really positive outlook on life. And, uh, when Daryl started um, the Mask Cricketer, he asked me from day one whether I wanted to be involved. And I've got to be honest, the first couple of weeks, uh, as per usual with me, I said, no, not really. I haven't really got time. And then I realised after watching the first couple, which was, um, which was as he said, George Tate uh, and Ben Charlesworth, that, that actually um, Daryl had got something quite good going here. So I, uh, I had a rethink. And what annoys me, Wes, is Daryl is always right. And I, it never ceases to amaze me that I am always the one that thinks I'm right and I never am and Daryl always seems to be right so I, I got on board with him um, with Lindsay Smith which I think was the third episode um, and around about halfway through the first lockdown so in sort of June time uh, a chap called Mervyn Ramsey got in touch with us um, through Daryl now Mervyn Ramsey is the commercial guy at Lord's Taverners um, and for those that don't know the Lord's Taverners is a cricket charity they've been going for several decades right back into the sort of 20s or 30s uh, and they're a charity that is predominantly set up to um, help uh, disadvantaged and disabled young people um, in cricket and other sports but in cricket predominantly uh, and I looked at the uh, the Lord's Taverners website and I had a look what they were all about and I think Daryl did as well and, and we suddenly realised actually that this on top of meeting with George, this is exactly the sort of thing that, that we would like to get involved in trying to promote. And again, we didn't set this up to raise money as such. That, that wasn't really ever in our in our remit. We, we, we were sort of quite keen to get the Laws Taverners on board just to raise awareness, really, of, of what they do. And, and some of the, uh, the concepts that they have, they have um, a concept called table cricket, which is, if you, if you don't know what table cricket is, it's worth looking on Google and YouTube because it's, it's a wonderful initiative for, for young adults and children that physically cannot get onto a field of play, cannot get onto a cricket ground because their, their physical disabilities uh, are so severe that it's just not possible. Table cricket is essentially cricket played on a, on a table tennis table um, and it is a team sport um, and it brings all the, um, you know, all the factors of team sport into it, but it's, um, it's played on a table tennis table and there's fielders and uh, a ball is rolled down a ramp uh, there's a batter and the batter can try and choose where to hit the ball and you get fours and sixes in, in the same way as you would in a cricket match but um obviously uh you know on this uh, on this table and it's 
instills a team spirit into the youngsters that play. Um, and if you look on YouTube, you can see some of the examples of this brilliant game uh, and the smiles on faces. And it does bring everything to cricket, I think, that a, that a game of cricket does out um, in, in the middle, you know, on a summer, summer's afternoon. And uh, yeah, it was really, really inspiration. And, and we learned also that, um, that the Lord's Tablers introduced table cricket um, in South Africa back in uh, January. Uh, David Gower spoke to us quite candidly about table cricket and they actually had table cricket on table mountain which was quite a, quite a good concept and uh, sort of introduced it to South Africa and uh, so that's one fantastic initiative that they have and they, and they also have wickets uh, and they have super ones which is essentially little hubs uh, around the country and around, and around Oxfordshire which is um, certain hubs where, that you can sort of uh, invite disability youngsters to um, and we will go on to talk about one of these youngsters a bit later on um, who we've sort of inspired a little bit into it. Um, and uh, it's just a, a wonderful cause and, and the work that they do, it just sort of inspired Dara and I to try and raise this awareness. Um, we started raising a bit of money. So Daryl being the technical whiz kid that he is, set up a Just Giving page um, in June or July initially we raised a couple of hundred pounds, which was great. We weren't expecting to raise too much, to be honest. Uh, and then uh, as the, the, the series went on, Daryl uh, made a pledge that if we could raise more money, um, he would jump out of an aeroplane with a parachute on, which is something that he's not looking forward to doing. But interestingly, overnight, as soon as Daryl said that, um, the donations started flying quite literally. It doubled overnight and we, we got up to four figures on donations really quickly. Just goes to show what people think of Daryl. Really, they all want him to jump out of the plane. So I think if he had offered to jump out of the plane without a parachute, it would probably even been even more money coming in. But uh, no, we'll, we'll let him have a parachute. But uh, uh, mm. and we're up to around about two thousand seven hundred pounds now, um, which is amazing. I mean, you know, we weren't expecting to raise that sort of money. We're looking to you know continue to do that now. Um, and as Daryl said, you know, this show has grown from very small acorns. Uh, and has become something that, that we're passionate about. It's been an absolute blast from start to finish, and uh, there's a lot more to come. And uh, rumour has it we may be back for Series 3 in the new year. But, uh, yeah, it's it's been a fantastic experience. And I hate to say this, but thank you to Daryl for um, inviting me to be involved in it, because it's been brilliant. Um, of course, mentioning that, that parachute jump, and I believe you yourself, Kieran, are training to to do a half marathon. How's 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 that prep going for uh, for both of you with, with with the running and and jumping out of a plane? Um, yeah, that was a bit of a silly thing to say. That's almost as much of a challenge for me as Daryl doing that challenge because those that know me know that I'm not. Yes, it is Daryl. He's shaking his head, but it certainly is. Those that know me will know that I'm not. Um, I'm not Mo Farah in any way. Um, I'm more like Mo Molem or something like that, you know. But uh, um, no, I'm not Mo Farah. Um, it's going to be really tough for me. I have pledged to do that and I have pledged that I will uh, I will attempt to run or amble around a half marathon course maybe next year at the Oxford half we do have to get to five thousand pounds though we Daryl set his target so I've set ours if we can get the the fundraising up to five thousand pounds that's plenty of time it's not until next October the half marathon um, I will certainly give it a go um, it might be the one and only time I do um, but I just want to do something as well to, to put a bit put a bit back into it and you know I'll obviously seek sponsors and uh and so it's like I might even dress up as something Daryl perhaps I'll dress up as a cricketer because obviously I'm not one so uh, um 
so that will be my challenge and yeah hopefully um hopefully it will come off um and i will be trotting around the streets of oxford in 2021 uh, daryl about about the parachute jump how how, yeah, how, well, how worried are you or scared about you about that worry yeah that's off the scale whereas if i'm honest um not something i really wanted to do it, it it's it was something you know i did off the spur of the moment thinking what what do i fear most fear of falling <laughs> probably uh i am scared of heights and I, I love flying don't get me wrong i love flying looking out of a window in a plane absolutely no problems whatsoever but falling out of one that's a, a little bit different so um I've, I've got a plan I've got a plan all I've got to do is look out look at the clouds I'm happy looking at the clouds or the blue sky and then just hopefully somebody pushes me out and I don't think too much about it but uh yeah somebody said it's 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 a pretty good experience uh, I hope I say that after I've done it uh, but I will be Certainly, probably wearing a nappy or two before the event. I think um, just just in case. <laughs> uh, moving things sort of more back to the show, uh, talking about the guests. Of course, you started off um, with with more local figures that of, of George Tate and, and Ben Charlesworth. And I think Kieran, you said to me that, that Ben Charlesworth was perhaps the best it's ever going to get. But of course, now since uh, since Mervyn and, and the Lords Taverners have got on board, things have just just spiraled. Really, hasn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, Ben Charles, I mean, they, they've all been brilliant in their own way. And, and Daryl will allude to this later. Every week we've had uh, a different guest and there's always been a slightly different angle. Uh, and um, George and Ben at the start, they, they brought their own qualities um, to what um, what we did. You know, George was talking about his route through the pathway with Oxfordshire, which was really good. It just sort of showed, um, you know, how the pathway works and how successful that is, because you know, clearly George started with Chance to Shine and, and he's he's a, um, a living, breathing proof that actually, you know, from, again, from small acorns, you, you can progress to the very top of your game within Oxfordshire. And George is now you know, a testament to that. He's played minor counties, uh, now national counties. Hopefully he'll play some of that when it uh, gets back underway. Uh, ben Childsworth, again, somebody that came through our pathway, got a professional contract with Gloucestershire. And there's lots of other examples of that. I think Oxfordshire cricket, really punches above its weight if, if i'm honest and that's not a that's not belittling what oxford do in any way at all what i'm saying is is we're a minor county now a national county but we have got a really good proud record of producing um top quality professional cricketers so so from those um those, those early days yeah they did bring their, their own qualities but the Lords tavern is coming on board bringing us the likes of david gower and mike gatting did step it up to another level it inspired myself and Daryl to also um, look for um, our own guests as well, which we've done. Um, you know, the one this week, Daryl um, basically uh, was playing in a game with Matthew Hoggard um, and basically pestered him to an inch of his life to come on and uh, just to shut him up. Matthew said, "Yep, yeah, I will, because I want to shut you up. You know, keep pestering me." And the same with me. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not going to um, deny I've um, proactively approached players um, through Twitter and, and through social media channels, and it's it's worked. So um, we're really grateful to Mervyn because Mervyn's been in, um, it really um, inspired as well in, in, in helping us get um, some big names. Um, grateful to Aston Rowan, um, Josh Smith, who sort of um, told us about um, about Andrew Strauss and the fact that that Strauss would would almost certainly come on if we contacted him. And true to his word, he was he, he was more than happy to. Um, 
So, yeah, it, it, it's been a, a joint effort, really, between all three of us, myself, Daryl and Mervyn, uh, to get these guests on. And as I said, we, we've got lots more guests to come. There, there'll be lots more different angles to come. You know, we've had four Ashes winners, five Ashes winners. I mean, it's incredible to think that. Haven't had Ricky Ponton yet, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep working on it. You know, we, you know he keeps ringing Daryl every week, allegedly. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's, there's plenty of scope. There's plenty more where that's come from. Um, and if it keeps being watched and viewed and people want to see it, then we will obviously continue to produce something. Of course, at the, at the end of the first season, with, with the likes of, of as you say, Gower, Gatting, I think Andy Caddick rounded off the season. Um, at the end of that, once once COVID had, had sort of made way for a little bit of sport, we had, we had a charity match. So whose idea was it to have that charity match and, and what was all, all the organisation involved? Well, there was a bit of a joint effort. I think Mervyn uh, wanted something to happen uh, as a as a collaboration with the Mars Cricketers, and we just put a little email out to to people see if they would be prepared to play in it. Uh, which you know we we got a team together quite nicely, and and Merv was putting a, together a, a decent Lords Taverners teams, and and he said, well, we'll get we'll get Gower and Gatting to to umpire it. Um, Chris Tarrant came along and, um, you know, it sort of went from there. I mean, we were obviously restricted to um, the amount of people that could come and watch due to the pandemic. And we managed to restrict it to 250 people. But the, the tickets that were free of charge, I hasten to add, I mean, they went off the shelf within, you know, 30 minutes maximum. Um, it was sold out, so it, it showed what people had been thinking of and wanted to be part of it and contribute to the Lords Taverners. We made a lot of money on the day. We had, you know, food there. We did everything we should have done from a COVID nineteen perspective. So we were we were pretty safe in everything we did, and it was just an amazing day. I mean, it was just very very special. And I know Kieran is is full of praise for Crew, our our young lad that um, is now the mascot of Oxfordshire Disability Cricket. And I'll, I'll let Kieran uh, come in and, and talk about Crew in a moment. But for me, there's there's a couple of things. The Crew moment for me is is amazing. I I cannot tell you how proud I am that that's happened off the back of doing the Mask Cricketer. I would never have thought in my wildest dreams that would happen so that was special I was also asked to do some video um, work with some of the guys I played in the game at the Lords Taverners um, for a young lad called Alistair who was doing a, a virtual cycle ride from Whitney to Lords about 66 miles and he wanted some video messages from 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 the greats and I managed to get that at the game but the video of him seeing those messages, I have to say it, it re reduced me to tears because it's just such an emotional video of him really happy seeing these messages, but also getting quite upset as well at the end that some, you know, those guys had taken out their time to put a message to him for what he was doing, raising money for Oxrad. And I know he raised over a thousand pounds before those messages. So, you know, it's, it's stories like that, that I probably wouldn't have been involved in without doing the mass cricketer and certainly without COVID-19, which is, is a strange thing to say, but it's, it's very true. 
Um, but I'll, I'll let Kieran talk about crew because I know he's, he's very passionate about that and, and he talks very well about it. So, yeah, I mean, the COVID nineteen pandemic. They they, they say that they sometimes um, you can you know, you can make positives out of adversity, and and that's kind of what has happened. Um, you know, nobody would ever want to ever have to go through um, a year like this again, and and hopefully next year will be much much better. Um, but yeah, the, the, the little crew, um, it really was uh, an inspirational moment that came out of the, the charity day. Um, so crew is basically, um, he is the cousin of uh, George Tape, who captained the Mass Cricket side against the Tabs. Um, and crew was born with cerebral palsy. Um, and his mum and dad, Kelly and Steve, uh, were told when he was born that, that it was likely that crew would never walk. Um, and it was likely that he'd probably never be able to, to talk properly and communicate with people. Um, you know, to, to get that news as, as parents, I mean, I can't even begin to imagine what, what that would feel like. Um, but Crew has obviously proved in his, in his sort of young life so far that he defies um, experts and defies opinion because by the age of four, uh, crew was walking and he was he was getting about he was mobile um albeit with the aid of uh, walking aids and splints um and he started to talk and he's communicating and he can he can string sentences together uh, and i gather from george that he he's heading off to a, a mainstream school um and you know and he came to the game uh, his mum and dad brought him to the game to watch and i don't think he'd ever really seen a game of cricket before he, he certainly hasn't in any way played any form of cricket um, at such a young age uh, and he saw the game he met David Gower and Mike Gatting now for crew he wouldn't have a, have a clue who they were you know he wouldn't know them from Adam because you know clearly they're stars from our era in the 80s and 90s but uh, Mike Gatting and David Gower gave crew a Lord's Taverners cap um, crew watched the game there was a brilliant atmosphere all the fireworks and all the razzmatazz uh, and he turned to his mum um, halfway through the day and he said I want to be like George I want to play cricket and this is a lad as I said that when he was four before he was four was couldn't even walk and he said to his mum that he wanted to play cricket he wanted to be like George uh, and sure enough we, we got in touch with Dick Giles and said look we've got this little lad crew um, Dick met him actually at the day but we, we got got in touch uh, retrospectively after the event um, Dick Giles got in touch with Crew's parents and within a week, I think, I think it was the following Friday, so literally a week after the game, Crew was at a disability cricket session and we had a video of it which we which we proudly posted, you know, throwing, um, not throwing balls around, but throwing little sacks around, little bean bags, just to, just to sort of get him involved a little bit. And the inspiration of that and the fact that we've even managed to inspire one person, just one person uh, into the sport that we all love. Um, it was massively heartwarming. And uh, Daryl talks about sort of bringing tears to eyes. When, when I saw that video that, that Dick Giles sent of his first session and the smile on his face and uh, the fact that he was basically being coached by George Hiley uh, and Damon Colley, who were part of the disability cricket um, setup. It just made everything worthwhile, and we and I gather that he goes every week. He's full of energy. He's got more energy than me and Daryl put together, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, he's full of energy, and I have absolutely no doubt at all. He's only six years old, but I have no doubt at all that we'll be seeing great things of Crew over the years because we've got somebody in, inspired and involved in cricket at a very young age, and I think 
in his own way, he will be like George. I think he'll succeed. Uh, I know it's very, very early on. But the most important thing, not only will he succeed, but he'll enjoy it and he'll love every minute because he is just such a little live wire. Um, and we're very, very proud to have him uh, as our mascot for the Mask Cricket. So we will definitely uh, be inviting him along next year for the, the next game, which Daryl will tell you all about a little bit, a little bit later. But it's just made everything worthwhile. Yeah, so it's just been inspirational. And yeah, we're so proud to have him on board. And uh, yeah, we look forward to, to seeing great things from Crew over the next few years. Uh, just coming on, on to that third, well, not third charity game, the second charity game for the third, uh, third season of the Mars Cricketer. Um, I believe it's in, in May, COVID permitting. Can you tell us a bit more about, about that second match? Yep, it's going to be on the 31st of May. And normally I'd now be flashing up Oxford Downs Cricket Club on, on the screen. It will be again at, at the home of cricket, obviously, in Oxfordshire, Oxford Downs Cricket Club. And uh, that will happen. It will be again a one o'clock start. It will be a 30 over game. We have definitely got Charlotte Edwards, who will probably skip her on the day. Uh, she alluded to the fact that she loves being a captain and I think that'll be the way we will entice her to play in that game and also Ryan Sidebottom absolutely all over it like a rash wants to play so um, he said as long as Brooksy comes along and buys him a beer then uh, he'll definitely be there so we've definitely got a couple of guys that will play from this series of the Mars Cricketer and we're hopefully you know get the the big guys there again you know get the Andrew Caddicks the Hoggards Hoggards probably going to come with his Hoggies grill that we um, did so well in promoting I think on Tuesday night uh, it's a new venture for him for basically barbecue grilling it sounds a real great venture I think it'll be very successful with and if you go on into his website I mean it is incredible uh, what he's doing uh, I think it will work really well for him so we might have those sort of superstars there and, and obviously um, we interviewed young George Hiley this week who's actually it's his birthday today the 5th of November so um, it's his 21st hopefully he's having a great day but the first question I asked him was what does cricket mean to you and he answered that quite quickly saying fun now to me again that is the best answer that we could have heard from from George because again inspirational and that's what it should be cricket should be fun and and to hear it from George was was quite well it was just brilliant actually um, and I love that answer. So, you know, loads of things have, have come off the back, uh, you know, of the, of the Mars Cricketer crew. Um, George, absolutely loving the series, uh, always asking questions, always uh, watching us being silly. Thinks, thinks we're as, both as professional as each other as well, he told me the other night. So uh, there's Kieran nodding, shaking his head, saying, no, I'm the professional one, you're the idiot. Well, that's probably about right, to be fair. But, uh, um, you know, we, we, we have some fun. We, we keep coming out on a Tuesday evening and, and churning out some really good guests. I mean, the guests we've had have been unreal. And that will continue over the next few weeks. As you say, a few, a few more weeks, a few more amazing guests, I'm sure, uh, to come on. Will there be a third season? I'm sure there will be. But uh, any ideas when, when that might happen? Well, actually, hot off the press, we have got, we're definitely doing a Christmas special. 
Oh, what shall I, um, <laughs> what outfit shall I use? I wonder. Um, so there'll be a Christmas special and there'll be a New Year special. And then we will come back probably around February time for about six to eight weeks before the cricket season starts with series three, backed by unpopular demand. And <laughs> um, um, before this season comes to an end, sort of where can people, well, when and where can people catch this Marcus Griffith and ask, ask questions to the true legends of the game? Yeah, thanks, Wes. So um, one thing I will say is um, at the height of our, the first lockdown, we were pulling in regularly um, viewers around three to 4,000 people, uh, which was unbelievably mind-blowing to get that many people viewing, um, viewing our channel. Uh, I must confess, and Daryl will uh, uh, admit to this as well, it has dropped off a little bit. Now, that's mainly, I would imagine, because we haven't been in lockdown uh, and obviously the football season's back. That said, we're still getting really good engagement and lots and lots of questions. What I would like to do is, is on this podcast is just plug it to those that, that aren't aware of what we do. There are, there are two ways that you can watch the channel. So we have a Facebook group, which is an open group. You don't have to, uh, well, you, you can apply for membership, but it's an open group so you can see it without being a member. Uh, and that's on Facebook. Just search for The Masked Cricketer. Uh, you can join the group. And if you do that, you, you will get notifications about our shows and, and other notifications about uh, other content that we publish in there. You don't have to join it. You can just uh, click on it on a Tuesday night at seven o'clock uh, and you can, uh, you can just watch the show. You can also watch every single episode we've ever had, which is, as Daryl said, which is now amazingly 21 episodes, which is incredible. And you can watch every single episode right from series one, episode one, back on um, our YouTube channel. Uh, and we're also asking people to subscribe to that channel because then you, again, would get notifications when we go live. Um, but the YouTube channel, again, just literally search in YouTube for The Masked Cricketer. Uh, please subscribe to the channel uh, and then you can watch back and you can see how unprofessional we were at the start and how much we've improved over 21 weeks because now we're completely professional and totally different to week one. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it's, it's really worth watching. I'm not just saying this because it's how that we, that we do it. It, it's, it is really worth watching. Um, hopefully it will get, um, get us all through this um, difficult second lockdown it is on a Tuesday night I know that clashes with Emmerdale and it clashes with Bake Off and it clashes with Premier League football but where else can anybody get free access free and unfettered access to professionals of the game stars of the game absolute legends as Daryl said the likes of Andrew Strauss um, Ryan Seibos Charlotte Edwards you know she's won a World Cup she's won the Ashes and, and she was on I think she was our second guest of this uh, this second series um, and I think we um, did a little bit of a, a spoiler, a bit of a teaser for that week because she was actually joining us live from Australia. And the funny thing was the technology to Australia was infinitely better than the technology to Berkshire when we were speaking to Straussy the week before. But what makes it fun and what actually makes it funny is the technology. I mean, uh, Daryl's Wi-Fi is, is shocking. Um, and I'm going to say that now, but he has now plugged himself in. He's all wired in now. So that's improved because obviously he doesn't put enough money in the meter, I think, for his Wi-Fi. But uh, it just adds to the fun. And when, when we had um, Charlie Dagman and Henry Moran from Test Match Special on a couple of weeks ago, uh, Daryl asked a question of them, just asking for some professional advice about what we could do to make it better. And the silence was deafening. <laughs> I think the silence probably said, just give up. <laughs> 
But we're not going to give up. We're going to carry on. We've got, as Daryl said, we've got loads more to come. Our next, this, this current series finishes the day before lockdown is due to finish. So we go all the way through to the 1st of December. Uh, and in those four weeks, we have got some real classics. And uh, as Woodley says, we've got a couple of specials coming up as well. So, uh, yeah, please do join us. The Marshed Cricketer on Facebook uh, and on our YouTube channel. And please subscribe and become a member if you can. As I say, more a few more guests uh, to come up. Um, but who who has been your favourite guest to have on to speak to to ask questions to? Ooh, that's a tough question, Daryl. I I think we alluded to earlier that we've had people from different backgrounds and and different sort of stages. You know, George Tate coming through the um, pathway and and where he is now in in perhaps national counties cricket ben charlesworth gone through and and now is playing first class cricket and i think he's got a bright future ahead of him we had brooks who came through our our ranks and and was a late developer um so we we've had you know even the likes of kevin taylor a, a parental view of having two lads in first class cricket we had Paul Humphreys that had been played village knockout final, um, you know, when certain events happened, which were very newsworthy. So we, we felt that we have covered, you know, a lot of bases. And obviously, recently, we've gone through everybody's sort of story of the Ashes um, winning have all been quite different. So that's, that's been quite good, although it's, it's around the same sort of basis, the Ashes win. Um, the stories coming out of them have, have been, you know, very varied. So it's it's been great from that perspective. So I'm I'm going a long answer to this question, Wes. I, I've actually enjoyed every single one that we've done because of that different angle. But I have to say, I, I, the funniest ones, I think, probably Ryan Sidebottom and uh, and Matthew Hoggard actually uh, in this series have probably been the most amusing uh, and um, yeah I, I did like the interview we did with Charlotte Edwards as well because I thought she was very engaging with us and I thought um, that that was a really good episode as well so lots of lots of I could probably say everybody if I'm honest I, I've enjoyed every single one so yeah for, for me well I've got a slightly different approach to that so I agree with Daryl actually um, the, the last uh, couple with with Ryan and with uh, with Hoggy have been fantastic my, my favorite episode though this might sound a bit strange but I'll tell you why it was my favorite episode and that was when we got Paul Humphreys on and the reason it was my favorite episode wasn't necessarily because of the content of the episode but it was because of what was going on in the background we were obviously so professional as you know and the, the plan was to have Rob Cunliffe on from Gloucestershire, another ex-Oxfordshire player. And uh, he was on, um, and I don't even think this was Daryl's tech. I think it was more his end. But Rob Cunliffe was on, but he kept freezing and jamming. It was totally unusable. But he, he stayed on. He gave us a tour of his house on camera while he was rushing around trying to get closer to his Wi-Fi box and such like. And we thought, this can't go on. So out of the blue, we uh, or Daryl texted Paul Humphrey to say, can you get us out of the... Um, the poo here really and sort of said you know can you come on because you know this is this isn't working and out of the blue we got Paul Humphreys on no preparation at all we just got him on and he came on with a Sainsbury's bag over his head it was at the hottest moment of the summer he was outside his garden it was something like 35 degrees Rob Cunliffe was still 
scurrying around trying to get trying to get a Wi-Fi signal for him, dressed as Darth Vader. Um, and we got Paul Humphreys on, and um, you know, we actually it became a, a really popular uh, show that one because, as as Woodsy said, it, he had some amazing stories. That you know, he was um, in the Village Cup side uh, for Shipton. Uh, in 1997 and, and the day of the final was the day that Princess Diana um, died uh, in Paris and um, and the two minute silence and the really strange atmosphere around the ground for what should have been one of Shipton under which was best ever days in cricket and it was just a very strange atmosphere I think they actually ended up losing the game but uh, it was it was the the whole sort of day uh, it was something completely different so that that was my favorite episode in terms of, of how we sort of ran the day um, in terms of my favourite sort of guests, I would I would agree that they've all been brilliant. I, I, I'm sort of slanted towards Charlotte Edwards because nobody else has ever managed to convince me that the hundred is any good. Charlotte Edwards did that. She won me over in ten minutes, and that's not because she's offered me free tickets, Daryl. Despite despite that's probably what you're thinking because I don't spend money on anything, but. She's kind of won me over in that, but I think she was so engaging. She was actually thrilled, believe it or not, she was thrilled to have me and Woodsy talking to her because she was bored out of her mind, quarantined in a hotel room in Australia, and she had nobody to talk to but the four walls. And we actually carried on for about an hour and a half, because, and she didn't want to go. She wanted to carry on talking because she was quarantined, and it was brilliant. I mean, she's a World Cup winner. She's the, one of the best England captains ever. Uh, you know, she's won the Ashes, um, the Women's Ashes for England. Um, she was very down to earth, very laid back, and more importantly, she's invited me to a free a free gig next year. So that's that's the main reason. But no, Hawkey and Ryan, Ryan Sidebottom were hilarious, and uh, and Straussy as well, of course, was brilliant. Let, let's be honest, Charlotte was just flirting with us for for an hour and a half, basically. That's why you with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> the truth has been found out on the Free Hit podcast. <laughs> Uh, just banning things off. Um, another one of your staple questions uh, to ask to these uh, these cricketers: If you had a superpower, what would it be? Well, again, <laughs> my my wife's in the background and she's probably chuckling away and waiting for me to answer this question. I nicked it from Carla Jenkins from the Mars Reseller. That was one of the questions she asked uh, on her program. And I thought, oh, I'm definitely going to use that on the Mars Cricketer because I think it's a great question. And we've had some great replies as well. I think uh, Sam Northeast was was the best one, I think, to never be out in cricket. I thought that was, yeah, that is a good superpower. I'd be happy with that for, for sure. And don't forget all our other um, sort of, catchphrases hashtag ask the mask we you know we get that in there pretty much every week we uh, don't just throw this together we don't just throw this together oh yes we do and we prove that week in week out let's be honest uh, of how we do throw it together i mean there was one one um, uh, I, I will let you into a little secret we we're supposed to have blowers on for for one week and and he let us down at the 11th hour actually and we needed to get somebody else in and, and we got paul pritchard i mean you know, a legend of Essex cricket, and somebody probably should have played for England, in my opinion. He he had an incredible um, career, and you know he came on at you know the last minute, and and you know that was a superb episode as well. So, uh, and and where else? Where else can you hear the host sing a song that he's written? I mean, I have to bring that into the equation as well. My wife's probably crawling under a table now, thinking, "Oh my." goodness he's not mentioned that as he 
but you know it was great fun I enjoyed doing it and it's those sort of things that we're you know doing from time to time to just make it a little bit crazier uh, and, uh, and as 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 mad as we possibly can so uh, it, it's all good. Darren have you answered what your superpower is or are you just or are you just talking about the, uh, the master reseller again there what was your superpower not being out was that your superpower was it? Well I'd like Sam I'd like Sam's okay. idea yeah and, and every time I bowled I got a wicket but that normally happens anyway so that's not a problem really. Well, I know a little birdie tells me that Wes, your favourite episode would have probably been Sam Northeast because I think he's your favourite ever cricketer. So I'm glad we managed to please you. Uh, my superpower, I think, uh, cricket-wise, would be just to be able to play cricket. That'd be a really good one because I am hopeless. Um, if I could be even half as talented as uh, as any of the people on this screen at the moment, I would. That'd be quite good. But I think I can't go far wrong from invisibility. I think that'd be really fun. Because I could literally, you know, creep around everywhere and, and see what Daryl's up to, see what he's talking about when he's talking about me behind my back and find out what he's saying. And uh, yeah, no, that'd be good fun. Or flying. I think you should probably ask for flying now, just in case, you know, because that might be quite helpful for when you. Yeah, it uh, could be helpful if, if the parachute decides not to open. That would be yeah. quite handy there, wouldn't it? Uh, that would be very handy. But no, I think um, invisibility or flying for me, Wes. But uh, if not that, just to be able to score some runs in cricket would be good. Yeah, that's going a bit too far, isn't it, with superpower? Well, thank you both uh, for coming on on this free hit podcast. And again, thanks to, uh, thanks to Nick for inviting me to be your guest host. Uh, this week. That's been Darrell Woods and Kieran Bushnell of The Masked Cricketer. Be sure to tune in uh, every week until uh, this lockdown is over, till the 1st of December for the end of the second series on YouTube and on Facebook. Just search for The Masked Cricketer every Tuesday 7 o'clock. I've been Wes Clue and your guest host for this week's free hit podcast. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> <laughs>